If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the New York Jets party bus, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you, and how are your Cowboys doing? And uh, congratulations on your fantasy championship. Hey, thank you. Uh, I did did win a championship this week. I was pretty fired up about that. Uh, I got a couple of third place finishes. That was also all right. And I am one of those. <laughs> More unfortunate souls that's still playing in a league this week, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, Not sure I'm a big fan of the Cowboys winning, but now all of a sudden they might back their way into a playoff spot, which I I, I can't say I'm really excited about. (laughs) Your Giants are still still in play as well. Pardon? I said your Giants are still in play too. There's a lot of weird yeah, going on out uh, there in the NFC. That, that showdown with the Cowboys, uh, who would have thought that Week 17 game would be uh, – and I mean, yeah. depending on who's a quarterback for the Redskins, if it's Tyler Henke, I think there's a good chance that the winner of that Dallas-Giants game does win the division. And I'm you know, kind of like you. you know, I guess you can't turn it down if it's handed <laughs> to you on a platter. But I think at this point, knowing – what fate likely awaits them in the playoffs versus, you know, getting a draft pick, 10 picks higher. I think I'd rather have the the draft, the higher draft pick at this point. I think I'm with you. And I think when we all look at the schedule at the start of the season, like that Cowboys Eagles game last week potentially could have been for the division title. And instead it was just to not get eliminated from playoff contention. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to, to knock the first team out year. of contention for the yeah. NFC East. Very bizarre. Well, Very bizarre. We got a lot of a lot of weird afoot. That's for sure. <laughs> and that kind of a season. Yeah, yeah, but don't worry, Sherpa and I have it handled. We got you under control. We've got all kinds of good stuff for you tonight. An action packed show. We'll be here with you until 10 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, we'll take you through all the news and notes coming into Week 17, which, of course, last week's a regular season, and uh, the last week of your fantasy championships, if you're like me. And some of you, obviously, out there are. Uh, clearly, I'm playing other people. So, <laughs> But we'll, we'll give you uh, injuries, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, and daily fantasy picks as well. In case you don't have a team playing this week, we can get you one as well. Um, also worth noting, the Jaguars have officially taken the number one pick. So Trevor Lawrence maybe decides to come out of college for that. I don't know. But the Jets, in true Jet fashion, uh, found a way to, to not even be the best at being the worst. So the Jaguars officially they must have decided all of a sudden that Sam Darnold's really their quarterback of the future, or at least for next yeah. year, to, to yeah, give up like uh, to pass up on Trevor ago. Lawrence for. Yeah, you know, it's pretty amazing. It just it blows my mind. Uh, we are going to see a lot of backup quarterbacks this week, and not necessarily because guys are sitting. Uh, so uh, injuries were running wild this week. Some big names, certainly. Uh, one at the top of the list. Oh, before I jump into that, uh, since obviously you won't be able to get enough of us 
for just one hour, and you may have some questions going into your playoff uh, lineups this weekend, or of course you just want to talk to us in the off season here or there, whatever floats your boat. You can find us all over social media. We are on Twitter at the number four thn into show at fantasy underscore sherpa and jkim16. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And if you miss an episode, you miss the sound of our voice. We're here for you. There's 11 years of back episodes anywhere that you find your favorite podcast, as well as on our blog talk video show page. Uh, and of course, we'll be back next year for season 12. So stick around, guys. Um, but injury-wise, Jared Goff uh, had surgery on his broken right thumb. He, which of course is a throwing hand, he's going to be out this week, which means John Mulford's going to get the start. Uh, you may remember him from lighting up the Alliance of American Football League with the Arizona Hot Shots or perhaps from being the quarterback of Wake Forest for four years. Uh, they they speak very highly of him, so we'll see what we get. Uh, hasn't had a lot of uh, NFL action. He played in an inter-squad game preseason this year. He was on the Jets' practice squad for about 10 minutes. Um, so he we're going we're gonna to all experience this together. <laughs> but in, he did look good in the Alliance of American Football League. So a uh, little different competition, so we'll see what happens. Uh, in very exciting news, the Rams did sign Blake Bortles off the Broncos practice squad today. So there is a scenario where all of my wildest dreams could be coming through this bowl game. We'll stick around there. Uh, wide receiver uh, Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco is dealing with a high ankle sprain he suffered in the game last week. He is not playing this week, which means the season is done. The 49ers are not playing the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals also have said that they officially are shutting down running back Joe Mixon for the season, a.k.a. for this week. Uh, obviously, he hasn't played in several weeks. I think Thanksgiving was last time we saw him, so pretty sure he's not in your lineup. But if he is, please, please find somebody healthier. We'll help you with that in two minutes. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray uh, suffered what they're calling a not serious lower leg injury. For a while, they were just calling it a lower body injury. Today, we've upgraded to lower leg injury. So we'll see how serious it actually is. Um, Chris Strievler would be your backup quarterback there, and they are playing the Rams this week, which means we could have a battle of backup quarterbacks should Kyler Murray not be able to go. So keep an eye on that. As you uh, mentioned at the top of the show, the Washington football team has a bit of strife at the quarterback position, to put it lightly. Uh, they, they released quarterback Dwayne Haskins on Monday after his poor performance and subsequent third-quarter benching for backup Taylor Heineke. Uh, he was unclaimed on waivers today. He can now officially sign anywhere. And reportedly, there are multiple teams who have expressed interest in him, so we'll see if he does land somewhere. Uh, I think he has some value as a quarterback, obviously not this with your fantasy team, but just in the NFL in general. But it was too toxic in Washington, uh, so they have parted ways. Probably the best for both of them. The Cleveland Browns last week uh, – Ended up putting pretty much their entire wide receiver core as well as one of their starting linebackers on the COVID list, uh, thanks to exposure. Uh, they are hoping to get everybody back off the COVID list, minus the linebacker that actually tested positive, on Thursday. Uh, so far, everybody has tested negative. The wide receivers were not thrilled, to say the least. Uh, Jarvis Landry was tweeting about it and clearly not excited. Uh, the poor practice squad guys <laughs> that were signed suffered through an 8 a.m. freezing Hotel parking lot garage uh, walkthrough on Sunday morning to try to get on the same page, which it went better than I guess it 
they're looking at a little healthier. Jarvis Landers should be back in your lineup this week. Uh, wide receiver who may not be in your lineup this week is Terry McLaurin in Washington. Uh, obviously did not play last week. He's suffering with a high ankle sprain. He's reportedly in a walking boot right now. He's receiving treatment. They're still saying he's questionable coming into this week. Not really sure I would put him out there, but uh, they are still trying to play for a playoff spot, so maybe they're going to risk it. Uh, not sure who's going to play quarterback there. They're hopeful that Alex Smith is going to play. He's questionable right now with that calf strain, and they're pretty optimistic about his chances. But otherwise, we're saying that Taylor Hunt is experience the end, which really wasn't that bad. So I think they might be okay. In Buffalo, running back TJ Yeldon. Ooh, sorry, so TJ Yeldon has tested positive for COVID. Uh, he did not travel with the team yesterday, and certainly he's going to. Looks like not be available this week. Dolphins uh, had a little bit of quarterback issues themselves this week. Tua Tonga Vilo was not incredibly effective. They brought him Ryan Fitzpatrick midway through the fourth quarter, and Fitzmagic showed up, ended up leaning into a game wing drive with his face facing completely away from his wide receiver, thanks to a vicious face mask. But uh, they are going to stay with Tua as their starter and quote, if we have to bring in a relief pitcher in the ninth inning, that's what we'll do. Fitz is always ready. So I would think they have a shorter leash with him this week, but Tua is going to be the guy there out in Los Angeles. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen didn't play last week with that hamstring injury. He's questionable going into this week. They think he's going to play. I don't think I'd want him in my fantasy lineup, but I've already been burned by him once. Don't want to do it twice, uh, but keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup was put on the COVID list today. Uh, not reported yet if he's actually tested positive or if he was a close contact. If he was a close contact, it really all depends on the timing. He may be able to be available for the game on Sunday. So keep an eye on that, but definitely have a plan B because he may not get cleared in time. There are a lot of teams who are not going to be resting starters this week. Uh, the Steelers are not one of them. They announced that Mason Rudolph is going to start in place of Ben Roethlisberger this week. He's going to sit... And uh, Mike Tomlin said maybe another player or two, but they're playing as if it's a normal game. So we'll see. Uh, I would imagine you're probably going to not see James Conner and the like for an entire game, but Mason Rudolph will be in there under center. Dolphins wide receiver Jakeem Grant is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He got knocked out of the game on Sunday. He's, or I'm sorry, on Saturday. He's going to be out this week. They've officially ruled him out already. Patriots quarterback Cam Newton was replaced due to ineffectiveness by Jarrett Siddham in the third quarter of last night's Monday night football game. Uh, it was certainly too little too late there. No word yet on who's going to be the starter this week. Uh, they are playing the Jets, so not sure it matters. <laughs> also, also worth noting, Rams running back Daryl Henderson also dealing with a high ankle sprain. He was put on IR today. Uh, they, are, they are hopeful that running back Cam Akers is going to be available to play this week. He's dealing with an ankle injury, so keep an eye on him as the week goes on. In less exciting running back news, Panthers are not optimistic about Christian McCaffrey playing on Sunday. Really, absolutely no reason to put him out there. You're not playing for anything. Uh, I'd be absolutely shocked if he did start. So, again, by now, you're not starting him in your lineup, and you really shouldn't be. Uh, Bill's activated wide receiver John Brown off IR. had been dealing with an ankle injury the last few weeks. Uh, so he is available. That'll change the look of their lineup a little bit, which is helpful because wide receiver Cole Beasley looks like he is not going to be available this week. Uh, they are calling him, quote, week to week with a leg injury. So John Brown should should see a normal amount of looks, which is a good thing if you need him on your fantasy roster. Didn't they put him the on Buccaneers, the COVID list? Uh, if they did. John Brown, I think I they activated him, but then put him on the COVID list. Oh, they might have. They might have. That damn COVID list gets everybody, man. 
gotta tell you, it's very upsetting. But unfortunately, no Cole Beasley regardless. <laughs> um, he, like I said, dealing with a leg injury. So we're getting a little NHL-ish in how we're, we're not totally discerning injuries anymore, but he's a lower body leg injury. Uh, Bruce Arians said the Buccaneers are not planning on resting starters. They're playing for playoff seeding. And he's also hopefully, hoping that running back Ronald Jones II is going to be available to play. He got activated off the COVID list. Today, he did actually have COVID. Uh, but remember, he did have a pin put in his pinky two weeks ago. So we're going to see how he can hold the ball. Uh, looks like he's going to try to get out there. So that's a good sign. Deshaun Watson uh, hurt his right elbow during the game when his hand got caught in a face mask of the defender and he was subsequently sacked and landed on it. Just just a bad play all around. Uh, as long as doctors clear him, he's planning on playing. So hopefully uh, he'll be on the field. That looks like a, a pretty good chance he will be. Unfortunately, somebody who won't be on the field is Jets running back Frank Gore. He is out with a lung contusion. He bruised his lung last week. That's not great. Uh, so he will not be on the field for the Jets this week. The Chiefs are likely going to rest most of their starters, which means that Chad Henney is probably going to be your starting quarterback in Kansas City this week. Uh, Sammy Watkins is not going to play. He suffered a calf injury this week that's, quote, not serious, but since they don't need to play him this week, he's not going to. Giants head in Evan Ingram is dealing with an ankle injury. He's questionable. He's really hoping to play, and uh, Trank is the doctor, so let him do so. So I like the sounds of that. <laughs> <laughs> in Indianapolis, wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. is in the concussion protocol, so keep an eye on him as the week goes on. An interesting note out of Tennessee, uh, on Monday they put kicker Stephen Gaskowski on the COVID reserve list, and then today they put their starting punter Brent Kern on the COVID list. Uh, so their special team has taken a hit. Not a great sign there, uh, but kickers really haven't been making kicks as it is anyway. 49ers saying it's very unlikely that Jimmy Garoppolo will play this week with a high ankle sprain, a.k.a. he's not going to play this week, um, but believes he's a team quarterback going into next year. We shall see. Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph was put on IR today with a foot injury. His season is officially done. Matthew Stafford got knocked out of the game with an ankle injury. He's hoping to play uh, going into week 17 because he's a maniac, and I love it. Uh, he refused to be carted off the field. He hopped to the locker room. That's, that's where he's at in the world. <laughs> uh, Arizona tight end Dan Arnold is playing through a back injury. He missed a little bit of time during the game last week. He is planning to play this week. Uh, again, probably not someone you need to know your lineup, but worth noting. Running back Chase Edmonds, however, a bigger name for you out in Arizona, left the game with a hip injury. They're calling him day-to-day, so keep an eye on that. It's officially listed as questionable for the week as it stands now. Packers running back Aaron Jones is dealing with a toe injury. Uh, he was he was certainly uh, saw less looks on more of a snap count this last week, but still putting up some good numbers. So play that as you will. I would say maybe in a game that doesn't matter as much to them, you may not see as much of them. So keep an eye on that. Falcons are calling wide receiver Julio Jones questionable with that ankle injury that kept him out the last two weeks. Fact um, that they're really not playing for anything makes me think maybe he doesn't need to be out there. But crazier things have happened. The Jaguars are undecided on who their starting quarterback is going to be this week. And in Philadelphia, uh, Fletcher Cox left the game with a stinger. From that point on, the Eagles were outscored tremendously. Uh, So he's going to be evaluated throughout the week. The Eagles are smart. They probably wouldn't play him, but they're the Eagles. So he may go out there. Whether or not he plays is really whether or not you should start Jalen Hurts this week. If he's not out there, I don't want Jalen Hurts in my lineup or on my daily fantasy team. So keep an eye on that. And just for those of you keeping score at home, there is a chance this week that Blake Bortles, Chad Henney, C.J. Beathard, and Gardner Minshew could all be under center 
it's like Christmas came all over again. This just couldn't get any better. Let me tell you. (laughs) Did we ever think the stars would align like (laughs) this? Conjunction of sorts. What a gift the fantasy football gods have given us. (laughs) The Sherpa. I know you've been anxiously awaiting all of this this magical moment to come. What have you been doing in, the, in your lengthy time off during our injury report? Well, I bought an RV and was driving it around town, but I was getting some dirty looks, so I traded it back in. I came home, I was bored, <laughs> so I signed up for a DFS account. I figured I might as well start the last week of the season. Yeah, maybe think twice about Jalen Hurts, but go all in on CJ Beathard. We'll get there in a little bit. I'll, but I'll since everybody in the world, uh, <laughs> since everybody in the world's injured, uh, how's the uh, the old waiver wire looking this week? You got anybody you like? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> the long and short of it, no. Well, so you're you're not uh, rushing to go but, pick up Chad Henney, is what you're telling me. No, nor C.J. Beathard, nor nor Gardner. Well, that's Mishu, a darn shame. I gotta tell you, like Bortles. Yeah, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand why the Rams, who are playing for playoff spot, why they, you know, would go with John Wolford rather than somebody like Dwayne Haskins or, heaven forbid, Colin Kaepernick. I really, I don't get that, but um, I guess, you I know, mean, of course, I guess they're going to clean the system just because better, he, so. Yeah, he was there last season. I mean, still Blake Bortles. Last season, Dwayne Haskins played in a game last week with their offensive coordinator. I mean, and their offensive coordinator was his offensive coordinator last year. So I'm guessing that they're. I'm with you. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm I'm no Dwayne Haskins apologist, but to you know, when a guy like that's available and your other option is John Wolford, I I don't get it. I mean, they've they've gone out of their way this week to talk about how great John Wolford is, which makes me feel like maybe things aren't as great as I want to think. That sounds like puffery (laughs) to me, but uh, yeah, yeah, we got a lot of spin going right now. Yeah. So in terms of running backs, uh, if you have to pick somebody up, hopefully for nothing more than a flex position. Hopefully you're not, you know, starting them in place of, uh, you know, James Robinson or anything. But um, Gus Edwards yeah. would probably be at the top of my list, not because I expect him to get a ton of yards, but I do expect the Ravens to get a ton of points. And he seems to be a favored option near the goal line. So he'd be somebody I'd be looking at. Uh, Michael Pirine for the Jets, Ido um, Smith. Uh, Lynn Bowden, Salvin Ahmed, and uh, since it's a crazy year, why don't we uh, put uh, LaMichael P. Ryan's brother, uh, Samaje, on the list, too. Who's, uh, Let's get crazy. Over get the whole P. Ryan family out there. <laughs> yeah, well, at least those two. I don't know who else is in the P. Ryan family, but uh, to have two NFL mm-hmm. running backs um, in one Probably family is pretty speed, cool. Of course, they're that both playing sweet. on teams that will have top five draft picks, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> Hopefully their teams aren't drafting running backs if you're the P. Ryan family. Well, yeah. Or, you know, hopefully your team doesn't sign or re-sign Frank Gore next year. But um, yeah. 
anyway, yeah, that, that's it's pretty slim pickings at running back. It's not like great. I said, hopefully, you know, you can do better even at a flex position. I think you know there's probably some wide receivers that I would recommend above any of those running backs. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. There's certainly there's certainly a little more. Uh, I mean, I guess more of a sure thing, if you will, out there as far as wide receivers. So, and speaking of which, uh, Nelson Aguilar surprisingly is at the top of my list. I know we were busting on him last year for his drops with the Eagles, but uh, he really is, if I were um, putting together a list of fantasy uh, surprises on the positive side this year, he would certainly be near the top of it at the wide receiver position. Uh, Michael Gallup, Kiki Kuti, uh, Tim Patrick, Darnell Mooney, Alan Lazard, Zach Pascal, Sterling Shepard, Jacoby Myers, Prashad Perriman, Hunter Renfro, the back from the dead, Deshaun Jackson, and uh, Lynn Bowden. If you can't use him at running back, uh, maybe you use him at wide receiver. You can set your watch by it. Deshaun Jackson, it's about time. you got a primetime game people are watching. You need that contract for next year. Shows up and catches a touchdown. That's the last we're going to see of him. (laughs) Probably. If I'm the Eagles, there's no way I'm re-signing him next year. But uh, they are. No. They they don't. They probably don't have more than one NFL quality uh, wide receiver on their current roster. So it'll be interesting to see whether they keep him around or keep uh, Alshon Jeffrey around for another year. But uh, for their sake, I hope they don't have to do that. Yeah, they're getting really good at spending money on players who don't play. They're starting to look suspiciously like the Cowboys. I probably want to rein that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Tony maybe. Romo, making eight million dollars a year to be a commentator. <laughs> He's a good quarterback. He's an even better commentator, but that's beside the He's point. He's a good commentator. Oh, worth that eight million. Or is he even holding snaps for them? In the yeah, playoffs? yeah. Much prefer him in the yeah, booth. Seattle. Don't want him holding anything. Yeah. Don't want him running into the uh, the end zone. I don't want to see any of that. Okay. Ugh. Um, Quarterbacks you might want to see this week, though. Um, actually, Philip Rivers is still out there in a lot of leagues, and yeah, they laid an egg against the Steelers, but I don't think anybody's going to be convinced um, it's going to be confusing Jacksonville with the Steelers, and given that the Colts have something to play for this week, and I think it's an early game, too, then you know, he mm-hmm. definitely figures to be racking up some big numbers this week. Uh, Derek Carr not playing for anything, but like him a lot going against Denver, who's also not playing for anything. Uh, Andy Dalton against the Giants. Mitchell Trubisky against the Packers. Alex Smith, if he's healthy enough to play against the Eagles. Teddy Bridgewater against New Orleans. Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, and uh, C.J. Beathard, cough, cough, rounding out my uh, waiver wire uh, dreads for this week. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Believe it or not, I, I like the Andy Dalton pickup a lot, which I never thought I'd say. But I just the matchup's pretty imagine? good. He 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 seemed like Sorry, he, he could win you a fantasy he could actually win you a fantasy championship this week, which feels terrible to say. It's a weird world. Well, if your choices are Patrick Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger, and Andy Dalton this week, I'm definitely Andy Dalton Andy without Dalton. a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So. If you if you were looking at Desperate Matt Stafford or measure. Andy Dalton, yeah, I mean, I, it's just it's a weird world. 
Anyway. <laughs> Check the rest. Tight ends, not too much out there. Uh, Cole Komet uh, against Green Bay. Jordan Aikens against Tennessee. Dalton Schultz against the Giants. Dawson Knox against uh, the Dolphins. And uh, Irv Smith Jr., who you um, – kind of referred to before when you were talking about uh, Kyle Rudolph's season-ending injury, First Smith Jr. First Smith Jr. had himself a really nice week sitting on my bench last week. <laughs> really, really yeah. regret not playing him, but he's, he's going to get some but, looks uh, this week. Yeah, he, he definitely should against uh, Detroit. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so pretty thin at uh, <clears throat> tight end, but uh, anybody you want to add to the list? Uh, no, Irv Smith Jr., for sure. Uh, it, I mean, other than that, it gets pretty thin. You might have Austin Hooper hanging around somewhere out there, but even that I don't love. Not not a great matchup against the Steelers, even if they're not playing everybody. Okay, and as far as defenses go, New England, Washington, Philadelphia, Arizona, Green Bay, Las Vegas, and Minnesota all still widely available and uh, potential pickups for this week, especially if you're sitting on a team like the Steelers or the Chiefs that uh, may not be in uh, all-out mode this week. Yeah, yeah, might be able to pick up uh, some garbage defense points. Not only in a championship. We like that. Yeah. So, um, position recommendations? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. You want to look at running back? (laughs) Yeah, why don't you start us off this week? Okay, uh, I've got Dalvin Cook at the top of my list. Uh, love the matchup against Detroit. Even though nobody's really playing for anything, I think he's playing for some pride, and he's just very, very good. Uh, Alvin Kamara, off that incredible performance last week, I don't necessarily think he's going to maybe play the whole game, but they are still playing for playoff seating there, uh, and Carolina will give up some some scores. I don't think he's scoring six, six touchdowns this week, but he could try. Derrick Henry at three, again, another great matchup. Jonathan Taylor at four, who really helped me last week. Couldn't advocate enough for this. DeAndre Swift running out my top five. Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, Miles Sanders, and Nick Chubb running out my top ten. All right, we do have some overlap. Our top four are actually the same, <laughs> although in slightly different order. But uh, let's oh, represent progress for us, I, like I think. It. Um, I have Derrick Henry first, Alvin Cook second, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor third, Alvin Kamara fourth, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Zach Moss, and Chris Carson rounding out my top ten. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't have too much beef with that. Uh, I, I'm, as much as it pains me to do it, I've got James Robinson at the top of my avoid list. The ankle injury worries me, as does the Indianapolis defense. Not knowing who's playing quarterback really doesn't matter, but James Robinson not being healthy is a problem. Also, apparently I'm picking on guys named James this week. James White's on my whip list as well. Duke Johnson, Ito Smith, Maje P. Ryan. This sounds suspicious like our waiver wire pickup list. Tony Pollard, Tony Michelle, Frank Gore, obviously, as he's now designated out. Don't play him or any of the other Jets running backs. Uh, Jamal Williams and Kalen Balaj. Okay, I also have James Robinson at the top of my list, but some other names that might be a little bit more familiar to uh, fantasy starting lineups, uh, making up the rest of my running back avoid list. I've got Cam Akers, James Conner, Ronald Jones, II, Chase Edmonds, Aaron Jones, and DeAndre Swift, who I think was the only uh, 
guy on my avoid list who is on your recommended list, which also recommends yeah. represents progress at this late point in the season. Look at us. Only took us 17 weeks to get here. <laughs> yeah. uh, how about wide receivers so, who you like in this week? Um, Stefan Diggs at the top of my list. He's had a really good season, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. we'll see. Uh, you know, that matchup with Miami is, is something at stake there, all else being equal. You know, they want the second seed and not the third seed so that they wouldn't have to go on the road until the championship round if they could help it. But um, Stefan Diggs, uh, Adam Thielen, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Nelson Aguilar, Amari Cooper, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, D.K. Metcalf, T.Y. Hilton, and Devontae Adams rounding out my top ten. And then honorable mentions to Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. So a few uh, unfamiliar okay. or not as familiar names on my recommended list this week, but most of that is dictated by matchups and who's who's playing for something and who isn't. That's fair. Obviously, especially going into a potential fantasy championship matchup, you want to certainly err on the guys who have more meaning in their game and also guys, you, even if they're they're playoff caliber teams, you want somebody who's fighting for a playoff position. You don't want to have someone get sad halfway through the game and just screw the whole day up. It's not going to be a good time. Uh, I've got Devontae Adams at the top of my list, Stefan Diggs at two, uh, Justin Jefferson at Minnesota at three, DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson, II rounding out my top five. Calvin Ridley, or I'm sorry, AJ Brown at six, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, and DK Metcalf. Okay, I have um, Tyreek Hill at the top of my avoid list, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley, DJ Chark, Robert Woods, Julio Jones, Carrion Johnson, and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd uh, rounding out my avoid list for wide receivers. Like T. Higgins wanted to do. He's in my purgatory. Um, I've got Keenan Allen at the top of my avoid list, Julio Jones a, a nice 1A there. Terry McLaurin, even if they try to get him out there, which it seems like they're crazy enough to try to do, I don't I don't want any part of it. Staying away. Uh, if Cooper Cup gets off the COVID list, and that's a big if, I'm not starting him this week, not being around for practice, having things a little scurry there. That game's just weird all over. I don't like it. Tyler Boyd, uh, Rashad Higgins at all, really, in Cleveland. That's not named Jarvis Landry. Um, clearly, they're a, a little dysfunctional to begin with. But also Jacoby Myers and Kiki Kute, as I like to still refer to him. All <laughs> uh, checking it out. Antonio Holmes approves. Yes, yes, and Antonio Holmes checking in. <laughs> oh, goodness. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. It's going to be an interesting one this week. <laughs> Can it you will. guess who I have at the top of my list this week? Give you one guess, and it rhymes with Osh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen. On my list, but I could see it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I, I do think, like the Miami defense an awful lot, but, man, he's playing out his mind right now. Um, granted, probably you and I could have looked good against that Patriots defense, but still. Uh, Mark Jackson checking in. At, <laughs> I can't see over anybody. That's my, my major flaw here. Uh, Lamar Jackson at two. Deshaun Watson, even with uh, a little banged up, he seems like he wants to play. I'm okay with that. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Second week in the road, checking in on the top 10. I like the matchup against Atlanta. At 
six, I've got Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton checking in at eight, Ryan Tannehill, and uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry, Kyler Murray. As long as he plays, if he doesn't, Jalen Hurts is my one A. That's of course if Fletcher Cox is on the field. If he's not on the field, just set Jalen Hurts on fire. He's not gonna live. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> well, if Fletcher Cox isn't on the field, then maybe they give up more points and Jalen Hurts has to throw more, which would make him more valuable. Mm, mm. Needs time to throw. Doesn't seem to be in a lot of that. He only rolls okay. less, um, though. <laughs> it's true. Um, for quarterbacks, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson is my number one. Derek Carr, Josh Allen, Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield, Philip Rivers, Justin Herbert, Sam Darnold, Brian Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins rounding out my top ten. And then uh, honorable mentions to Andy Dalton, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, mainly just because I don't know how much some of those guys are going to play. Andy Dalton is yeah. going to play, but I don't know with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Yeah, hard to hard to say if they're going to stick around a whole game. I'd like to think even if they're only playing a half, they might get enough yards, a la Tom Brady last week, but we shall see. <laughs> I've got um, Justin Herbert on my avoid list, as well as Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, Jarrett Sidham, whoever starts there. Matthew Stafford, as much as I like that he's crazy enough to get on the field, I don't want my fantasy championship riding on that. Tua Tunga-Vailoa, same deal. Not sure if he'll make it through a whole game. Uh, Alex Smith at all, Tyler Heineke, anybody else who wants to play quarterback for Washington, I'm not not crazy about this week. Brandon Allen, even though he had a great game last week, and Sam Darnold. All right, my avoid list uh, consists of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew or Mike Lennon, whoever starts for Jacksonville, Brandon Allen, Mason Rudolph, and uh, John Wolford, Blake Bortles, whoever starts for the Rams. <laughs> now, with Cincinnati having won games the list. last two weeks, <laughs> yeah, now, with Cincinnati having won games the last two weeks with Ryan Finley and Brandon Allen as their starting quarterbacks, does, does that suggest that, uh, that Joe Burrow is uh, dispensable then? Or, or what is that saying about no. their uh, quarterbacking situation? I don't necessarily think it says that he's dispensable. I think it gives them a little more comfort in that knowing he's probably not going to be ready for the start of the season if he's ready at all next season because his leg exploded. Uh, So it gives you – you don't necessarily have to go draft somebody. I think you can address some of your other needs, like an entire offensive line. Um, But I I think it says more about the quality of their wide receivers have come a long way since the season started. I mean, you look at where T. Higgins started the season and where he is now – um, Tyler Boyd has taken some strides, even though we may not see him this week, but still, um, I think it's more a testament to their, their receiving core being able to, to step up and, and make some catches they maybe weren't making early on. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. So tight end wise, uh, Darren Waller, no surprise, top of my list. Without a doubt. Mark Andrews. Yeah. Irv Smith Jr., Austin Hooper. Well, usually I would say Travis Kelsey, uh, but not this week. Um, Austin no. Hooper, Rob Gronkowski, Johnny Smith, Trey Burton, Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, and Chris Herndon rounding out my top ten. Hunter Henry and uh, Jared Cooker, honorable mentions. But who's on your list? Uh, I obviously also have Darren Waller at the top of my list. I mean, he is, he's unbelievable. 
Uh, George Kittle checking in at two on my list. Even if he is on a snap count, uh, I still like the chances. So I'll remember he and C.J. Beathard, college teammates in Iowa for four years. Um, and Seattle's defense is prone to giving up points. I like that there. Logan Thomas out in Washington. Not sure who's going to be throwing him the ball, but they're going to have to be checking down to him. Mark Andrews checking in at four for me. T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, Noah Font, Dallas Goddard, Eric Ebron, Irv Smith Jr., and Mike Kosicki checking in uh, in the old top ten there. All right. Um, we've we've regressed, apparently. Um, Travis Kelsey <laughs> at the top of my avoid list. TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> Eric Ebron, Evan Angram, Hayden Hurst, Dallas Goddard, uh, Zach Ertz, and Noah Font rounding out my tight ends to avoid this week. All right. Well, Got some overlap in the wrong way here. Uh, uh, I've got Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst, Austin Hooper, Travis Kelsey, Jared Cook, uh, all on the avoid list, as well as Jordan Akins, Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz, Cole Komet, and Jim Graham. Okay. Uh, defenses, who do you like this week? Love the Ravens. Uh, again, Cincinnati has looked better the last couple of weeks, but the Ravens, I think, will still put up enough points to be of value there. Uh, the Colts as well, a good matchup against Jacksonville, question mark at quarterback. Uh, the Bills, Saints, and Cowboys running on my top five. Patriots, the Washington football team, Cardinals, Seahawks, and the Jets. Okay. Um, to me, the two that stand out this week are really Indianapolis and going against Jacksonville and Cleveland going up against uh, probably a skeleton Pittsburgh team. Miles um, Garrett will probably be happy to renew acquaintances with uh, Mason Rudolph, but other than that, I don't think there's much reason to yeah. want to watch that game. Um, no, no, I'm with you there. Next tier would be the Chargers, Saints, Vikings, and Cardinals for me, and then a bunch of teams that I think just throw a name in a hat and pick one out Dallas, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Jets, Tennessee, Seattle, Green Bay. Uh, Vegas and Washington. All right, yeah. You brought your tears, but in a new fashion this week. I like. I did. <laughs> a little something different around. Like the way Pierre okay. Cardin always trying out new fashion, but I don't have a bubble cap. <laughs> <drop. laughs> uh, I I did not bring tiers to my avoid list. I also did not bring a whole 10 teams to my avoid list. So I'm, I, that's how I'm thinking outside the box this week. <laughs> not quite as good as you. Uh, I got the Steelers on my avoid list, as well as the Browns, Raiders, Rams, 49ers, Vikings, Bengals, and the Jaguars. So I've got, I got Cincinnati. I, I think I have 11, so I, I'll make up for you. I think. Okay, that's good. Um, Split the difference. So Cincinnati, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville, Denver, the Giants, Miami, Pittsburgh, New England, Kansas City, and uh, Carolina rounding out my team, my defenses to avoid this week. So um, based on the differences in the tight ends and the defenses, it sounds like we're going to have some uh, interesting uh, differences of opinion on picks, but uh, game picks. But why don't we open up the can of worms and see what's in there this week (laughs) one last time. Right. Where would you like to start? How about uh, with our two favorite teams uh, going at it um, Sunday <laughs> in the early game? Uh, Dallas and the Giants. Yeah, I would love for the Giants to win this game, but um, I just think right now Dallas is playing a little better. The Giants 
were looking good on defense, but uh, they're just too lost on offense right now, I think. And uh, I think Dallas will play yeah. just well enough to win. I'll go with a final score here, Dallas 31, uh, Giants 24, and you'll have to wait for our last game pick to uh, see whether I think that's good enough to get the Cowboys in the playoffs or not. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting day, that's for sure. Um, I uh, I also have the Cowboys winning this, kind of begrudgingly. So, like you said, the Giants' defense was good. Uh, I think they have a lot of good things about them, but uh, they're just there's just too many holes right now. I've got the Cowboys winning thirty to twenty. So, uh, it's still a semi close game, but not necessarily what we saw when the season started. When the season started, I probably would have predicted the Cowboys to win that game 50 to nothing, but yeah, I, I mean, become a little a more prediction. optimistic. <laughs> Not much. I'm still pretty curmudgeonly, but... As a true Giants fan. I've, I've grown to begrudgingly respect the Giants' defense a little bit. The offense, not so much. <laughs> it's not yet. Well, there you go. That's something, I guess, right? Hey. Yeah, but who am I to judge? Um <laughs> Next up, we've got uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, two wins in a row, great, happy for you, but you're not playing for anything this week, and Baltimore is, so Just I think this is the route. I'll, I'll say Baltimore 37, uh, Cincinnati 24. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I have it a little closer just because I don't necessarily think the Ravens are going to play this whole game. Um, I've got Baltimore winning in, in a little bit of a close one, 27-23. I think that Cincinnati will hang around. But, again, I don't see the majority of, of the Ravens making it through this whole game. All right, next up we've got uh, Tampa Bay hosting Atlanta. Some question, I know Bruce Arians says his team's going to play hard for the whole game, and you know, yeah. I'll take him at his I word. Mean, but I just think, you know, for Atlanta, this is – you know, their last uh, game of the season, obviously. Matt Ryan's still a pretty good quarterback. Calvin Ridley has had a nice season. Julio Jones, I wouldn't expect him back. But uh, anyway, I, I think this is closer than maybe it should be. But ultimately, I think Tampa Bay wins it because they need it more. I'll say Tampa Bay 27 and 24. I've got Tampa Bay winning 31-21. I'm going to keep my streak of picking against the Falcons. Obviously, the Buccaneers looked very good last week. Uh, I don't think they're going to look as dominant this week. Like you said, Bruce Arians says they're going to play the whole game. Whether or not they do, I'm not sure. Um, But they seem to put up points in bunches when they figure out how to play as a team, and it looks like they may have finally done that. So I'm going to stick with them this week. Plus, I'm never going to pick the Falcons, probably ever. (laughs) Okay. Maybe next year. I bet next year you'll pick Maybe. them at least once. That's my prediction. I did, I did once this year and I got burned. I, I mean, maybe we'll maybe we'll dip oh. a toe back in the water, but Kirk Cousins and the Falcons are both dead to me. All right. Uh, next <sighs> up, we've got Miami traveling to <laughs> Buffalo in a game that has uh, playoff implications for both teams. Miami, I just, yeah, as much as it was nice to see Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, Save the day there on that incredible pass. I just think that, great. you know, that just reintroduces more uncertainty into the Miami offense, and that's really not what you need when you're fighting uh, for your playoff lives. Um, Buffalo, you know, they're just playing for a seeding at this point, but they still have something to 
play for. And, you know, so two things. First, I'm going to pick Buffalo to win the game 31 to 27. Secondly, okay. you know, this is our last show of the season. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that even though the Chiefs have home field advantage, given how they've just been seemingly playing just well enough to win each week, and yeah. I don't think they've won in the last seven weeks by more than a touchdown. I'm, and even though they're 14-1, and one, I think uh, Buffalo is going to end up representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, which really pains me to say, but I'll say it. I agree with you. I just I, the, They got hot at the right time. I mean, they were a good team coming into the season, but, like, they really figured it out, and it, I wouldn't. I would not want to play them right now. I don't care who I was. I wouldn't want any part of playing this Bills team. So, what's your uh, prediction for this game, the Buffalo Miami? Oh, I guess I should give you that. Um, I, I'm even even with Fitzmagic potentially coming out. Uh, I, I still think Buffalo is just a better team. I don't think they're going to play this whole game again. Um, something to worry about there. But I've got them winning twenty eight twenty four. Okay, so next up we've got uh, Minnesota at Detroit, and I think you alluded to this earlier. Uh, it's hard to trust Kirk Cousins yeah. Yeah. or Minnesota, but uh, the way they've collapsed at the end of the season. But if there's one thing that will cure all that ails you, it's a game against Detroit, even if it's in Detroit. Yeah. I think Minnesota <laughs> will have their way with Detroit and end the season on a high note. I'll go uh, – Minnesota, um, Dalvin Cooks, 34, and the Adrian Peterson's 21. Yeah, this is a, a quasi-Adrian Peterson revenge bowl. Uh, I, I do have the Dalvin Cooks winning this 28-23. I think Matt Stafford is gutsy as all hell. I think he's going to get on the field. He's only got one leg. He's got one hand. He has no rib cartilage. Makes it really tough to beat anybody, even a, a not-so-good Minnesota defense. So, uh, I, I like the effort, just not going to be enough. Okay, and next up we've got uh, Cleveland hosting Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, you can say you're going to play most of your regulars, but if Ben Roethlisberger no isn't chance. one of them, and Mason Rudolph is your starting quarterback, it uh, definitely doesn't help your chances. Cleveland had something to play for, and I think they're going to win this pretty easily. I'll say uh, final score, Cleveland 31, Pittsburgh 17. Yeah, um, I like you said, Ben Roethlisberger's not going to play. I'd be shocked if James Conner plays much, if at all. Uh, I, I just don't see why you would need to. Um, Granted, didn't have a preseason, but still, I, I don't know why, with some bad blood between the teams, why you'd want to put guys out there. Um, I've got Cleveland, the fighting Baker Mayfield, and the return of the wide receivers winning 27-21. Maybe not, not the marquee game of the week, but it'll be interesting. Well, speaking of the marquee game of the week, we've got the Jets traveling we to New England. <laughs> and Sam Darnold uh, seems to – last season he saw a ghost in the Monday night game against the Patriots. Uh, earlier <clears throat> this uh, season when they played, uh, Sam Darnold was uh, out, and Joe Flacco had a nice game, almost led them to victory. And since Sam Darnold's been back, he's been playing uh, pretty well. Just ask uh, the um, – the linebacker yeah, he ran over, over the Cleveland linebacker <laughs> he ran over last week. But uh, yeah, and these teams have been going in opposite directions. I know the game's in New England, but just New England seems like a train wreck right now. 
as bad as the Jets have been. You know, they've won you know, a couple games in a row, and they've you know came close against uh, Las Vegas and New England the first time. I, I think the Jets will end their season on a high note. Uh, they won the final game of last season. I think they'll repeat that feat this year. I think final score here, I'll say Jets 31, Patriots 24. I I agree with everything you're saying, but it's still Bill Belichick and a very pissed off one at that. Uh, like you said, Sam Darnold was haunted last year when he played the Patriots, and this Jets team has it a little more together, but you're not going to have Frank Gore this week. Um, I really wouldn't want to play Bill Belichick coming off the last couple of weeks. I don't care who's playing quarterback, no Stephon Gilmore. I think that the Patriots are still going to find a way to win this. Um, may or may not be Sam Darnold giving him a gift, but I've got New England winning 24-17. Okay. So you think the Jets are only going to score 10 points after their first possession? Yeah, I mean, because obviously they're going to they're gonna put them up in the first possession, but I think it's going to quiet exactly. down. Exactly. Somehow the Jets should just take something, some psychedelics or something to just convince them that every drive is their first uh, possession. Every possession is your first possession. It's Groundhog Day. That would make things more interesting. (laughs) I I mean, that's a game I would watch. I'd drop everything to watch that. (laughs) Yeah. So... Next up, we've got uh, the late games, and um, Jana will be very. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, Jana will we have be a very, balanced schedule this week. Not only is it balanced, but there are actually more late games than there are early games, which is almost inconceivable. I think that happened we've got once. That. We've got Chad Henry, we've got CJ Beathard, Blake Bortles, maybe Gardner Minshew. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this world. So, first up, we've got uh, Tennessee at Houston. And strange, I'm going to pick the road teams in almost all of these late games, but uh, starting with Tennessee at Houston, yeah, Tennessee has something to play for. Houston, um, I guess you could say they want to win this game so that they don't have the embarrassment of handing over a top three draft pick to Miami, but I think uh, it's too little too late. The old Laramie Tunsil trade. <laughs> yes, I think uh, – yeah, Mr. Draft Day Bong video, but uh, I think um, <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee is going to win this pretty easily. I'll go with a final score of uh, Tennessee 34 and the Deshaun Watson's 24. Uh, we're we're pretty well in line. I've got Tennessee winning 33-24. Um, I I think it's going to be a good game to watch. I think there's a lot of a lot of big play potential here, um, but Tennessee just overall there's there's just a lot more going for them right now than. And the Texans, like you said, just try not to give away a third, uh, number three overall pick, but they might. Yeah, somehow making the playoffs versus not embarrassing yourself in the draft. I, I think I'd go with the team that has something to you know, stand to make the playoffs, you know, improve their seating by uh, winning. So <laughs> next up, we've got uh, Seattle at San Francisco. And the fighting C.J. Beathard. Fighting C.J. Beathard's uh, giving a pretty good accounting of themselves last few weeks, but again, yeah. Seattle has more to play for this week, and it's not even really a home game for San Francisco since it's in Arizona. So I'll go with uh, 
Seattle to win this by a field goal. I'll say Seattle 27, San Francisco 24, and I know you're going to pick San Francisco. I know you're shocked by this, but I think San Francisco to win this game. Uh, I have them winning by a field goal, so we have a very similar game. I've got San Francisco winning 30 to 27, though. I'm just a little confused by what Seattle has been doing the last few weeks. I don't really know who they are right now. It's like the healthier they got, the worse at playing football they were, and I just don't understand it. Uh, San Francisco gotten a little bit healthier. Uh, they're still pretty much the walking wounded, and like you said, they're always the road team right now. But I, I just think they're going to have a little bit more in the tank. I think C.J. Beathard's going to get him to victory. Put him in your lineup. Or better yet, don't. Um, <laughs> I'm not advocating for Blake Bortles, got, but maybe Chad Henning. No, <laughs> if those are your two choices, Blake Bortles versus C.J. Beathard, yeah, I think you're – first of all, you're probably not playing for a championship – unless Patrick Mahomes is your starting quarterback well. the other 16 weeks of the season. But in, in, the, in the very unlikely event that were the case, I think I would agree with you. I'd rather have C.J. Beathard as my starting quarterback than uh, Blake Bortles or Taylor Heineke or, or um, Chad Henney this week. Fighting C.J. Bortles. Or Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Okay. Oh. Next up, we've got uh, Green Bay at Chicago. And, you know, just think even if Green Bay's half asleep for this game, they'll, they'll still win. I know Chicago you know, kind of had a very up and down season. I think it's going to end on a down note. I'll say Green Bay wins this by a field goal. I'll say Green Bay 27, Chicago 24. I've got Green Bay winning 31-27. So, again, a close game. But I think uh, Green Bay does like to last week – as the exception, but they do like to give up second half points and Chicago capitalize on that. Uh, again, also not entirely sure that if they don't get up big, maybe we don't see guys start sitting down, but uh, Green Bay still got some pride and, and some playoff seeding to play for. So I think they're out there and they'll get the W. Next up, we've got Arizona at the Rams. The Rams have really, um, how shall we say Oof. this nicely? They've, uh, they've stunk the last few weeks, but Jared Goff and Carson um, Wentz, not dissimilar Pardon? quarterbacks right now. I said Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, not totally dissimilar quarterbacks as it stands right now. It's not sure who I'd rather huh? have going into next year if I had to have one or the other as a starting it's a quarterback. Tough call. I, I, I mean, Jared Goff had that 20, I guess it was 2017 season where he was really good and looked like he was justifying the, being the number one picking the draft, sure. but, you know, a lot of that, you know, you could probably attribute to Todd Gurley because their offense really hasn't been the same since Rams he left, Rams. but yeah. uh, I don't know. So, but yeah. for this pick, I'm assuming that Kyler Murray is going to be healthy enough to play, and if he is, I think going going against John Wolford or, or Blake Bortles or whoever it is, whoever else they might sign between well, now yeah. and Sunday, I've yeah, got to yeah. go with. Um, even uh, injured Kyler Murray. So I'll I'll take Arizona by a touchdown here. I'll say Arizona 28 and the Rams 21. I've got a little closer game. I am still picking Arizona to win. I have not not drank the John Wolford Kool-Aid yet. Not rolling it out, though. Um, But uh, I don't know if the American Alliance Football League has adequately prepared him for a Cardinals defense that is pretty good. Uh, but despite a banged-up Kyler Murray, I think they win 24-20. Okay. 
Indianapolis hosting Jacksonville. Indianapolis has something to play for. Jacksonville doesn't. Uh, Jacksonville no, locked into the top the draft pick already. <laughs> so there's no incentive for them to uh, let their uh, put their foot on the gas, I guess. I don't know what the opposite of let their foot off the gas. But anyway, Nothing I don't think it matters. Happen. Indianapolis has something to play for, <laughs> and they're a much better team. I think it all adds up to a route. I'll say Indianapolis 34, Jacksonville 14. Okay, uh, we're we're not totally far off. Um, I'm Indianapolis winning 31-17. Uh, Indy's a little banged up at, at wide receiver, but they're still pretty good. Even Philip Rivers under center, and Jacksonville is just um, a mess. I think is the nicest way to put it. So they'll use that first pick wisely. The other Los Angeles team, the Chargers, are at Kansas City. If these two teams were at full strength and playing for something, it would be a no-brainer to pick Kansas City. But uh, in this case, since the Chiefs aren't playing for anything, I think that uh, the Chargers, in spite of their uh, tendency to give games away in the fourth quarter, I think they'll win this one pretty easily. I'll say final score, Chargers 31, Chiefs 20. I think the Chiefs settled for a 14-2 record. Yeah, if Chad Henney were going to be throwing to Tyree Kill, maybe this is a different story, but I don't even know who's going to play in this game. Um, I The Chargers, like I said, love to give games away. I think they'll let Kansas City back into this, but they're still going to win by a touchdown. I've got them winning 28-21. Okay. Next up, we've got New Orleans at Carolina. And you know, New Orleans you know, there's still a chance, I guess, that they could move up um, from their current seating, but uh, unlikely. But I'll go with uh, New Orleans to win this one regardless. Uh, on the road, New Orleans 31, Carolina 20. You know, we, are, we already had our Teddy Bridgewater uh, revenge bowl, but here we are round two. Unfortunately, no Christian McCaffrey. It makes this Carolina def- offense much less dynamic. And New Orleans is is certainly, uh, even with a beat-up Drew Brees, still looks pretty formidable. Uh, and like you said, they don't have a ton to play for, but they, they still seem to want to hope that all the dominoes fall their way and they can they can jump up in the seating. So they'll they'll show up. Uh, I've got them winning 31-23. So Carolina hangs around, but just not enough. I'd love to see Teddy Bridgewater win this game. I just It's hard to find a way that's feasible. Well, I hope he's still their starting quarterback next year because I think he's Me too. played well enough to earn that. But uh, we'll see if the Carolina regime has uh, another thought about that and goes out and drafts a new quarterback, even if it's somebody to sit behind him for a year. But we'll see. Next up, uh, Las Vegas traveling to Denver. And both of these uh, teams. Tough are, week last week for Las Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I don't know how many I'm in a in a weekly pick'em league with a bunch of people I used to work with, and I don't know how many times, probably twice in the last three weeks now that I've picked Las Vegas to win a home game, only to have them uh, just kind of fall apart at the end. But I I think with nothing to play for and no pressure this week, I I think Las Vegas, even without a defense, is a slightly better team than Denver, so I'll go with uh, Las Vegas 34 and Denver 24. I I still really like Drew Locke, and I like this Denver team, and I think Vegas is a little demoralized after the last week. 
Um, I know that it's not really a home game. You don't have fans there, but you're still playing at elevation. I think Denver might be able to steal one here. I've got them winning 27-21. little mini upset for the week. Okay. And then finally, the, the Sunday night game. Truth. There's no Monday night games for the last week of the season. It all boils down to Washington at Philadelphia. And so we, we agree that Dallas is going to beat the Giants. So Dallas will be on tenterhooks wondering if uh, Washington can beat Philadelphia or if their uh, hated rivals, the Eagles, can knock off Washington and deliver the division championship to them. Um, Based on the assumption that Alex Smith is going to be healthy enough to play, I'm going to take Washington here to win this and therefore win the NFC East with a 7-9 and record. I'm going to say Washington 27, Philadelphia 24 in a nail-biter. Yeah, I, I also going with Alex Smith under center. If he's not, this changes things. Again, Fletcher Cox doesn't play. That makes this Eagles uh, offense very different to me. But I'm taking Washington to win 23-21. Um, I think it'll be a good game. It's certainly the right one to flex into the, the Sunday night spot. Uh, but I, I think both of our teams will sort of dodge a playoff bullet here <laughs> and, and draft a little higher this Trap, year. Dodge a draft bullet, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, team. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll, it'll be Go interesting. Uh, a couple of a quick daily fantasy uh, picks for you, some values and some stacks before we wrap it up for the season. Uh, quarterback, Baker Mayfield, John Wolford, Flint <laughs> Wild, CJ Beathard, Andy Dalton. Uh, the price is right on all of them, and they're going to play whole games, so that's a good thing. Uh, wide receiver, Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Trees, Amari Cooper, who's still very priced very, very advantageously there. Uh, Jerry Judy out in Denver, who I'm higher on than a lot of people. At running back, Jonathan Taylor, can't say enough good things about. Jeff Wilson Jr., also very high on. And tight end, pay up for Mike Kosicki, George Kittle. It's going to be worth it. Uh, at tight end, it's, it's certainly slim pickings this week. You're going to have to pay for some value. And defense, uh, Indianapolis, the Jets, Patriots, all good picks there. If you're looking for stacks, the Chargers, the Titans, and the Browns, all very good ones this week. Uh, so, I mean, that brings us to the end of our 11th season. This is pretty wild. Yeah, and it's always <laughs> just thanks so much, Jenna. This, you're really no, the heart you. and soul of the show, and you do the injuries, and you handle all the technical aspects of setting up the show and all. So uh, just really uh, um, you know, thank you uh, from the bottom of whatever heart I have uh, just uh, thanks for making it fun <laughs> and keeping it like for 11 seasons now. And uh, good luck in your uh, your second uh, week of your two quarterback league uh, championship matchup this week. And yeah. hope yeah. you get it's it. A, it's a wild one. <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you for for everything you do. Uh, it's just just been so awesome the last 11 years, and I think we're we're around for another 11 or so. I, I don't see any reason why not. Certainly, <laughs> we'll be I'm back around for another 11. Season. You shouldn't have any trouble. <laughs> yeah, here's hoping. Uh, but we'll uh, we're certainly yeah. always all year, right? Always available for you all over social media. You can find us all year, all season, all the time. We're on Twitter at the number four thn and to show at fantasy underscore sherpa at jkim16 and on the fantasy football sherpa fan page. Good luck, everyone, this week in your championships, unless you're playing me in this zany league I'm in. Uh, Hopefully we're guiding you to victory, and we'll see you guys all next season. Thanks so much for listening.